from the Old Testament as though we're there now. And we're to learn from it. And I want you to hear from the Lord this morning. Here in Exodus chapter 12, we'll break in at the first verse. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, and as it shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregations of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take unto them every man a lamb according to, to the house of, theirs, of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the house be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto him take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Listen. For the lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the same evening. And I put this next verse in parentheses and highlighted it in my Bible. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the house, wherein they shall eat it. Look at verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood shall be to you for a token upon the house wherein you are. And when I see the blood. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smote the land of Egypt. Father, I come to you right now in your precious name. And Lord, for a few moments, would you speak through these stammering lips, God. I'm just a vessel of clay, a man of unclean lips, unlearned. But God, I know that you can make me clean. I know you can speak through me. And God, I pray that you open the ears and the hearts of the hearers this morning, that they'll receive your word. Help us not to say one thing, Lord, that wouldn't be led of your spirit. Use us now for thy honor and for thy glory, and we'll give you the praise for it, for we ask it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Here we see in this chapter God's judgment upon the land of Egypt for the persecution against God's people. And just as God executed judgment in that day. Judgments are coming for this day. Amen. And so we see how that God has made a way for the children of Israel as they're in this land of great persecution. <clears throat> the Bible don't go into great detail of the persecution that they've been through all the years of slavery and things they've had to suffer 
to try to be a people that honored God and, and they wanted to stand for God, but through all the persecution of Pharaoh and the different ones have brought great suffering upon the land and upon these people. And it sounds like a, a story of long, long ago, and it is. But we see the same thing going on today around the world. You may say it's not happening at my house, and it's not happening in Yuma, Virginia, or Kingsport, Tennessee. Well, hold on for just a few days, and you'll see it start happening around you. If you've not went through any persecution for the cause of Christ, you will before you leave this life. He didn't tell us uh, walking with him once we're born again that our lives would be a bed of roses. He didn't say that we'd never suffer trials. We'd never be put to temptation. But he did give us a promise. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, but I'll go all the way even down to the end of the world. It doesn't matter what you got to go through. If you have to walk through the fire, I'll go through the fire. Why? Because I'm the God of the fire. If you got to go through the flood, I'm the God of the water. I'll go through the flood with you. If you got to go through the winds and the rain, I'll be right there with you. No matter what you had to go through, the Lord will never leave you. Just like he promised the children here that he would not leave them and he would help them. But they had to follow some things, to know some things from God. And I preached on this certain message almost a year ago and God spoke to me this week and told me, said, I want you to finish that up and I want you to go right on with it. So with the help of the Lord this morning, I'm gonna preach on when God speaks. If we'll listen when God speaks, we'll hear from God today. He wants to speak to you sitting right there in those pews today. If you look at the word of God and listen to the man of God, God will speak to you today and answer some questions for you that you've been asking. A lot of us ask silly questions that don't need to be answered sometimes, but I'm glad we can come to God no matter how silly the question and God listens to us and God wants to help us. And just like the children here, they're in great persecution and they don't know what they're going to do. No doubt they've cried out and asked Ask God to help them. And God's heard their, their cries there. And the Bible says that the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron. God speaks to people to help people. God speaks to the pastor to help the congregation. God will speak to you on the job site to help somebody else. Can I hear from you this morning? Well, I ain't a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I'm not all this. I don't know the word of God. Let me tell you something this morning. If you're born again with the same blood that I've been born again, I'm glad that you got the Holy Spirit of God living within you. He'll speak through you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. When the time is needed, God will give you the words. Let me step right on out as the Holy Spirit's leading this morning. I want to talk about just for a second about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You may have uh, heard that phrase before. I'm going to tell you when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I ain't got to wait for it. I ain't got to pray for it. When I came down and got right with God, he filled me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Filled me all the way up to the rim. And I hope before too long, he'll let me preach on being filled with the Spirit. But I'm telling you this morning, you can be led of the Spirit of God. When God God speaks to you. If you're listening, God will give you the words of wisdom to speak out Amen. to other people. Yeah. You mean that could happen through me? It could happen through you. 
There'll be times that you'll speak to people and say things for God and walk away and go, how in the world did I say what I just said? It's because it ain't about you, it's all about him. If you'll be the vessel that God wants to use, he'll speak through you when you don't even know what to say. God will speak through you to do his work. I'm telling you this morning, he'll do that. I know a lot of times these teachers teach these classes in Sunday school, and they'll get to teaching, and it'll get to coming, and the Holy Spirit will get to moving, and all of a sudden things start coming out. They don't know where it's coming from, and they realize, well, it's coming from God. I just need to say it because he's leading me to say it. Amen. And guess what God does? He blesses that. All you young people, God can use you the same way. He'll speak through you if you've been born again. God will speak through you. You need to listen when God speaks. The first time that I brought this out to you guys and I talked about when God speaks, uh, we, we talked about what it meant for God to speak to us. We, I mentioned it last week. We know God speaks to us. How does he speak? He speaks through his word. That's how God speaks. He ain't going over to the edge of heaven and going, hey, Listen to me now and talk to you with an audible voice. He speaks through the heart through his word. If you'll get along with God, get serious of God, get the junk out of your life, get on fire for him, you'll begin to hear God to speak and he'll lead you in all ways of truth and righteousness. Who is coming off the press this morning? <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to be listening to God when he speaks. He speaks through his word. When a lot of times when you're reading the word of God, do you know what that's called in the Greek language? That's called logos. Logos, L-A-G-O-S, logos. It's the word of God. It's the spoke word of God. But it don't stop right there. When we're reading this word and we're hearing from God and it becomes alive, you know what that is? The second Greek term is, it's the rhema word of God, the living word of God, the spoke word of God. I'm glad that he speaks to his people, amen. If you'll listen. Man, I've been on this for three weeks now, but I'm telling you, God wants us to know something. I get asked a lot of questions. I'd like to know the will of God for my life. I'd like to do something for God. If he would just tell me what to do. I'm telling you this morning, God is speaking. God is telling. God is leading. You ain't listening. That's what's going on in your life. I get so caught up in the world sometimes, in the things of life, that God's speaking, but I'm running the opposite way because there's things I want to do, but God has a direction for my life. What happens a lot of times, God don't leave us, we walk away from him, but he loves us so much that he just don't let us run off, he stays right with us. And when we walk right down in the mud, guess what? God goes right with us through the mud. When we get in a mess and get in trouble, God is right there when we get in trouble, he's making a way, he's providing an escape way, and we ain't listening. That's why we get in trouble. Here these children of Israel, they're wanting out of this mess. They don't know what to do. So God speaks to Moses and Aaron and tells Moses, I want you to lead my people out of this bondage. I'm fixing to bring them out, but there's something they've got to do. You know, Pharaoh's come against my people. He's put great persecution on them. And Moses and Aaron, you listen to me. I'm going to execute judgment on this land because I am the Lord. They'll not come against me and against my people. I'm going to execute judgment. But here's what I want you to tell them. 
And God is telling me this morning to tell you, you that are here that's lost today, someday when you leave this life and go be with the Lord or go stand before God and you've never been born again, God's gonna bring this message back to your remembrance in that day. I sit in my office this week and wept because I know when God gives me certain messages and warnings for people and they don't heed from it, I know that they're gonna stand before God. He's gonna look right at them and say, remember when I sent the preacher and give you a message and told you you needed to have the blood applied and you rejected it. He'll look right at you and say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And these preachers will bear me witness this morning. It's the hardest thing for a man of God to stand up and preach messages and watch people walk out the house and reject God knowing they could go out there and die and go straight to hell. I'm telling you this morning, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Get right with God before it's too late. Before it's too late this morning. Bless his holy name. I'll try to go on if I can. But there's four things that I hope I can help show you real quickly from the word of God, how God speaks to us. If you'll listen to me this morning, he'll help you for just a moment. The first thing I want to talk about is his direction for our lives. He gives us direction. We don't have to go it alone. We don't have to walk around and don't understand. God gives us direction in his word. You, how's he do that, pastor? If you'll get in it and read it, Turn to Matthew 6.33 right now. Everybody in here, turn to Matthew 6.33. I'm just going to follow God this morning. Matthew 6.33. This is what we need this morning. You ain't marked this in your Bible, you ought to mark it. Matthew 6.33. Brother Greg Collins... Stand and tell us what that says. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. Amen. Read it one more time. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Can you see the direction in that? When you say, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to overcome? What's God going to do next? How can I get through this problem? Should I buy this car? Should I buy this house? Should I take this job? What should I do? You should go to Matthew 6, and you should seek him first. What does that mean to me, Pastor? That means you need to get alone in your lone place with God. You need to open up your Bible, put your face down in it, and say, God, begin to speak to me. I'm facing a lot of issues. I need answers to God. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I just want to praise you for who you are. I just want to thank you for who you are. God, you've been so good to me, Lord. It's the least that I can do for all that you've done for me. Let me praise you, Lord, for a little while before you answer my prayer, before you give me direction. Let me praise you for who you are. And he'll begin to give you tears. He'll begin to speak to your life. And all of a sudden, everything else will just fade away. And it'll be you and him. And then he'll give you the direction you need that's how we hear from God you mean he will really answer that way he will really answer that that way 
Well, then that means I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> I sought him first. I went to him first. I prayed about it. And he said I could have it. No, he didn't. You remember what Jesus prayed in the garden? He was there praying for you. Weeping for you. Looking over your life and taking on all of your sin. Drinking the bitter cup of all of your lies, all of your failures, all the times you don't want to go to church, all the times you don't want to serve God, all the times you don't want to be a witness, all the times that you're backwards and you're afraid and sometimes embarrassed and ashamed, he drank it all down so you wouldn't have to feel that way. That's what he did for you. That's direction. So when you think... I'm not getting my way. It didn't work out like I wanted. Seek me first. And all these other things will be added unto you. Can you imagine the children of Israel in that persecution? They're as low as they can go. They don't know what they're going to do. And they need some help. And God sends the man of God to speak to them. And he says, now listen to me. Y'all need to go to the house get a lamb without spot and without blemish and I want you to kill it well I just raised that lamb you know I've worked myself to death to get this lamb where it's at it's the best of my crop it's the best I've got surely he don't want me to give that yes kill that lamb and when you kill that lamb I want you to go out in the yard that high-sip bush you got growing out there, go ahead and pull it up, get you some branches off of it, get you a basin, put that lamb's blood <laughs> in that basin, dip it in that, that high-sip bush in that base, and you go to the door of your house where you enter, and you take that high-sip bush and you spread the blood up over the doorpost on each side and cover it with the blood and do it on all the entrance of your doors. Can you imagine what those folks thought? That man is crazy. I remember another portion of scripture where they thought he was crazy too. Remember Noah? 120 years and nobody got saved. But he said, I'm telling you, if you don't put the blood up over your door, the death angel's coming. And God didn't stop there. He said, I'm going to give you some directions. You tell them to stay in the house until in the morning. And everything. <laughs> Stay in the house. <laughs> That's a, a de description of Christ. When we get saved, we get in the house. And we get in his safety. And the blood over the door is over our hearts. Have you been down and got born again and had the blood applied to your door because I promise you the death angel is coming the Bible says it's once appointed unto man to die and after this judgment Amen. every one of you all on this right side you're going to die did y'all know that you didn't wake up this morning and get ready for church and come here thinking about dying did you but you could before you get out them doors 
Y'all ain't out of it neither. I'm talking to them right now. But we ain't getting out of it. We're all going to die. It's going to happen one way or the other. We're going to die suddenly by tragedy or we're going to die of old age and be caught. We're going to die, okay? Everyone on this side, you're going to die. A lady this week, perfect health, family called. She developed a cough on Monday. She was dead on Wednesday, 40 years old. No health problems at all. You ain't got to be old to die. That's just the one I know of this week. We've been dealing with families talking about uh, children 12 years old, thinking about suicide, trying to talk them out of that, show them the love of Christ, tell them they need to have the blood applied. You don't think the devil ain't after your children? He's after your children. Now let me talk to you all. They ain't the only ones you got to think about. Y'all going to die too. Everybody on this side... It's going to die. 150 years from now, if, if the Lord tarries his coming, everybody in this room will probably be gone. Well, they will be gone in 150 years. But if he comes today, is the blood applied? Moses said, listen, you all, God has given me a warning and told y'all he's going to execute judgment and if y'all don't get in the house and get that blood put on the door and get in the house and shut the door and wait till morning, you will surely die. He said he's going to kill the firstborn in the homes, the cattle and all. Could you imagine as the death angel passed through that night hearing all the screams and the cries of the people because the blood wasn't applied? Nothing has changed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that means all of us, will believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You have a choice today. Somebody said the other day that they had been told and had been taught that once they were born again, once they got saved, that they didn't have to go to church. They didn't have to live for God. They could live just like they always did. They could drink, party, do anything they wanted to do because heaven was their home. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're truly born again, you won't do stuff like that. Amen. You'll come out from among the world and be ye separate. Why? Because he, the Holy Spirit, will whip you and show you what to do even if you ain't got no word in your heart. But I'm going to tell you something. You will not try the mercies of God because judgment is coming for those that do. Why in the world are you yelling at me? I'm trying to get the point across this morning. We're not all going to live forever. We're all not going to be here forever. But if you'll get right with God, we will live forever. Amen. I died uh, February the 1st, uh, uh, 1981. I died a death that day that I'll never die again. I'll never feel the sting of death. I'm glad that this old body's going to feel it, but this man that's living inside will never die again. I'm living and will never die again. But if you're here this morning lost without God, 
you're a dead man and a dead woman sitting in your seat right now. He could step out. I mean right now, step out. And maybe some of you in here this morning, you're thinking, I've heard this, I've heard it. It, it's the same old thing everywhere you go. They say the Lord's a coming. Get right, live right, do right, do all this stuff. What's it all about? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We need direction in our lives. I'm telling you, we need direction. You want to hear from God? Follow his direction. You want your life blessed? Follow his direction. Listen for the voice of God. Can I hear from God as a young person? Absolutely. Can I hear from God as a middle-aged person? Absolutely. Can I hear from him when I'm old? Absolutely. You can hear from God. God is as close to you as you want him to be. We serve such a perfect God that he will not force himself on nobody. You young people, I'm telling you, you're in the prime of your life right now. You have got the health, the, the, the vibrant mind to work for God and win people for God, but it's like the devil has got your eyes blinded. And it's like we'll serve God a little bit as we want to and do it our way. And it seems like when you get to that place where you really know what you need to do, your body's breaking down, your mind ain't as good as it used to be, your eyesight ain't as good as it used to be, and, and, but that don't mean you can't do something for God. Put your glasses on, put your hearing aids in, and shout it out for the Lord, amen. It doesn't matter. While we got breath in our body, we need to be a Moses. I said we need to be a Moses. Amen. You may say, hey, uh, I'm not a Moses. Well, then be an Aaron. Moses' excuse was he couldn't talk very plain. Can I just share something with you right quick? I was born February the 1st, 1970. I had yellow jaundice. I had 80% hearing loss. I had a cleft palate and I had to have a blood transfusion. My mother was dying. I was dying. We spent over 30 days in the hospital. The doctors told my mother, said if this boy ever lives, time he's 12 years old at the most, he'll be stone deaf, can never hear again, and he definitely won't be able to speak because we gotta go inside, reconstruct his whole face, his whole nose, mouth cavity. He'll never talk right. He'll be challenged his whole life. You need to think about maybe aborting and getting rid of this baby. That's who's speaking to you this morning. <laughs> you know why? Because God has a plan. I'm glad he can make the dumb speak. He can make the lame walk. It doesn't matter what the devil's told you and said you can't do it. I can do all things through Christ. If God's got a purpose for your life, I'm gonna tell you, he can help you this morning and do something in your life. I like to go just every now and again have a hearing test. I had an old-fashioned grandfather. He was an old-fashioned, old-regular Baptist preacher. If you don't know what old-regular Baptist is, look it up on the Internet. <laughs> and they'd preach and they'd know, oh, God. 
And they'd hold that ear and preach. And I remember Papa doing that. And they heard about uh, when I came into the world what was going on. Mom and Daddy lost without God. And there was my grandfather and grandmother. This is what they told me. And he, he said that uh, he came down to the hospital. And they said, where's that boy at? And they'd already put me through nine surgeries of my ears. Flew in doctors all over the country to have my ears worked on. They said, that boy be stone death time he's 12. My papa believed in James chapter 5. And the old regular Baptist called it trying on you. And they'd take that oil, that oil and they'd put it in their hands. And they'd come up to you. And they'd, they'd put them on both sides of your head. My grandfather took his hands and put them on both of my ears just like this and said, God, I know you got to work for this man, this young boy. I pray you touch him in the name of Jesus. And I'm glad I like to go have a hearing test just every now and again and the meter is poked out on both sides. Amen. I hear perfectly this morning. Perfectly. I'm telling you, that's what God can do. I don't know what's going on in your life. I'm just following God this morning. Hang on for just one more minute. We need the direction of God when he speaks. So no matter what your handicap is, no matter what you're going through, the devil says you can't do it, but God done said you can do it. You can overcome. You can get better. You can be a witness. You can do these things for Christ. Can he not do that, brother? Our brother's sitting right there. God has done it. We prayed as a church and believed God. Maybe some of y'all didn't, but I believe God was going to spare his life and right there he sits. That's what God can do. You ought to give him a hand for that. I'm talking about the direction of God. Here the children of Israel has followed Moses' leadership. They've done exactly what uh, the scripture had said, what Moses had said. Aaron and them encouraged them what to do. They went and done it. The death angel passed by and God spared every one of them that had the blood applied. And guess what? The death angel will pass by here. If you ain't got the blood applied, you'll stand before a holy God without his son's blood and you'll be lost forever. That's awful hard. No, I tell you because I love you this morning. And because someday when I stand before God, I don't want your blood right there. I want, I, want it, I want it there. I want it over your heart. I want you ready to meet God. I give you the directions this morning. It's here. It's here. It's there. It's where God's at. You need to accept it this morning and not reject it. This could be the last time I say it week after week after week. This could be it. The last opportunity. I dare to say there's probably somebody in this church playing church that ain't never been born again. You got everybody in this building fooled that you're born again. But all through the week you live like a devil. You, you do everything in the world. You think it's okay. It's all right. Somebody told you to whisper a little prayer and you'd be okay and you'd be saved. I'm gonna tell you this morning. He comes by the heart. He says without, uh, he convicts the heart. The chastising of the heart. The brokenness of the heart. That's how God saves. You have to come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Then you can be born again. You can't wake up one morning and say, well, I'm gonna go down to the church and get saved today. It don't work that way. Unless the Holy Spirit of God is drawing you, come. 
you cannot be saved. There'll be a day when they'll cry out, Lord, Lord, save me, Lord, and it'll be too late. That could be today. You could be receiving the last call today. Young, old, alike. This could be it. So I wonder, trying to follow the leadership of God in His direction, have you got the blood applied to the doors of your heart? Hello? Are you ready to meet God? This is so serious, I'm telling you. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see my worst enemy. If I've got any, and I'm sure I've got them. I don't want to see them die and go to hell. Because hell is forever. And ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and on 10 billion times of ever. And you'll only begun. Whether, I think Ravonda was nine years old, nine or 14 when you got saved, 14. I was 11 years old when I got saved. God calls at different times. You don't have to be real young. You don't have to be real old. When God calls, you know when you, know when you get saved, when you know to do good and do it not. You've realized it's sin. Now you're accountable. Whatever that age that is, then you're accountable from that time on. I remember when Emily came to me and wanted to get saved when she was six years old. I spoke to her. She seemed to have it all together, but she was in church every second. So she'd heard it all. And she knew the cliches of all of it. And she said, I want to get saved. And I said, Okay, are you sure? I talked to her about it. She knew how to answer everything. Why? Because she'd seen her daddy and her mother praying with people. She'd been there with us. She knew exactly what was going on. So you know what I did? I didn't turn her away. Six years old, I prayed with her. I got down there, led her to God. She wanted to be baptized. I baptized her. I said, now, honey, wait a minute. There may come a day when you feel like you need to do this again. Wait a minute before you judge me. Because I already knew as the father, something wasn't just exactly the way it should be. So I let her go and I did whatever I needed to do to answer her young heart. And as we went along, when she got about 15 years old, she fell under old time conviction. I mean conviction. And she just happened to be with Chris and Matt at one of C.T. Townsend's youth meetings. We'd been praying. She'd been talking to us about it. We'd seen old time conviction fall on her. I knew she wasn't saved. I knew she never really got right with God. And I'd been praying that God would convict her life and save her soul. And I, I would have loved to have been the one to lead her to the Lord. But I said, Lord, just send somebody to help her to you. And it just happened to be Matt and Chris. 
And they took her to that youth meeting and uh, when the phone <laughs> rang on a Wednesday night, as soon as it rang, I knew right then what it was all about. Man, I went to praising God and her mother got on the phone and she said, oh, Mommy, <laughs> I knew right then she'd done been down to the fountain and got a robe washed, amen. And I tell you what, I was a happy man. And she got born again. She's in church this morning. I'd love for her to be here, but your children got to find their own way. And I love her. She loves the Lord, and you need to too. Amen. You may be here this morning, and you may say, well, I thought I was saved. I joined the church. I've done the good works. But deep down inside, you've never followed the direction of the Lord and never came His way. You came your way. Mark gave his testimony one time. Even little grandmothers that cook pies, and we love them. Without the blood, they'll die and go to hell. Even sweet little grandmas and grandfathers will die and go to hell without the blood. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man cometh unto the Father except through and by me. The Lord told me to give you this this morning. There's a whole lot more here, but I like to follow the Holy Spirit. I don't like to follow notes. I like to follow the Lord. Preachers get persecuted for having notes, following outlines and stuff like that. Well, you ain't the one spent time with God. You ain't the one been in, in, in all these hours after hours after hours praying and seeking God's will. I would want a man to be a little understanding of what he's reading and know what he, who may, how many wants to go to the doctor that ain't never been to school, ain't don't know nothing about uh, working on a body or know anything, who wants to go? Ain't nobody want to see a doctor like that. Some of them I thought they were like that. But thank God for the doctors we got are good doctors. I want preachers to know what they're talking about. So the Lord told me this morning, you need direction. You need a checkup. You may just be playing church. I don't know that. You're the only one knows that. If there's a doubt that you've ever been born again, if you cannot remember a time that you give your heart to the Lord and you felt that old time conviction come up on you and that feeling of the Holy Spirit come over your life and a change take place and you became a new creature, if you can't remember that ever happening, I, ain't, I don't care about the date, the time, it ain't important. There gotta be a time you can remember that you've been born again. Amen. So let me ask you this morning, have there been a time like that in your life? that you had the blood put up over the door.